This episode of Ask the Pokedexpert is brought to you by Alola. Come visit beautiful, sunny Alola. We can make your dreams come true. Sandy beaches, exotic Pokemon. Come visit Alola today. Alola is not responsible for errant wormholes. And by Adventure Incorporated Podcast. They have a set release schedule every Monday on the internet. Adventureinc.podbean.com. Now on to the show. Ask the Poka Dexpert. Hello, friends. Welcome to Ask the Pokedexpert, where we take audience questions and pick the brain of our special guest expert. I'm your host, Anthony Reed. Joining me this week, he is a Pokemon researcher and the foremost expert in the fields of Pokemon biology, anatomy, and social biology. His new book, Three Mighty and a Moon, a researcher's look into Pokemon astrology, is available now. It's Pokedexpert, Mike Ellison. Thanks for being here, Mike. Hey, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. It means a lot. Um, you know, I got to thinking, this is my sixth time on the show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You are a part of a very exclusive club of people who have only been, who have been on the show six or more times. It's, it's a... Um, wow. Yeah, it's very impressive. We really appreciate you coming and stepping in uh, when we need you. It's it's fantastic. You know, it, it means a uh, it means a lot to be a to be a guest on the show every week. Uh, almost, it feels like you know. Um, well, you know, uh, you know, we do have other people we booked, but uh, you know, sometimes real life gets in the way. We have uh, some last minute changes that we have to shuffle around. We really appreciate you being willing to step up and lend your expertise to the show. You know what I mean. I totally understand. You know, a lot of a lot of Pokemon researchers don't have quite the same open schedule I do. I know with my book releases, you know, we're we're pretty busy over here in Team Mike Ellison land. But uh, you know, it it's always good to give back to the community. Um, you know, uh, helping you out with the with the fun drive a couple of weeks ago. You know, that felt really good. That felt like a really good opportunity for me to donate some time. Um, but you know, this. Uh, Gosh, I don't, I don't know how to bring this up. I, so I guess I'll just, uh, I'll just ask outright, right? The, the, the time that I've been putting in for the show, you know, it feels like maybe we, uh, we could talk about some compensation. Oh, oh, I, I, I think that's a fantastic idea. You know, you've been a huge part of this show. I don't think this show would be what it is if you wouldn't weren't here week in and week out. Let me, let me just. Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm getting word from the producers. They say it's probably not going to happen, but you know, it's a great thing to think about. And maybe at some point we can maybe discuss it down the road. All right. Um, Hey, listen, uh, the, the only reason that I'm, um, you know, the only reason I'm even bringing it up, right. Is, uh, it seems like there were a lot of returns, uh, and maybe, maybe that's my fault. Uh, for titling, you know, titling my most recent book, Preparing Bacon. Uh, mm, it's, mm. It, it seems as though it was purchased under false auspices. Um, and so, you know, the uh, the Amazon reviews have kind of hit me a little bit hard in the uh, in the financials. Uh, and so that's that's where I'm at. This week, we are talking about fan favorite Pokemon. It's Crawdunt. The Pokedex lists Crawdon as a 3'7", 72.3-pound water-dark Pokemon. The community has a lot of questions about the rogue Pokemon for our Pokedexpert. Are you ready, Mike? That was live. Uh, yeah, 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 that was, that was live. 
great. St- still live now. Still live yep. now. Uh, yep. Just happy to be here. Uh, Crawdon is actually my uh, my favorite Pokemon, so this uh, this means a lot to me to be able to talk about him for free on the radio for all of our listeners. It means a lot to me, too. So once again, thank you, and please buy Mike's new book, Three Mighty and a Moon, A Researcher's Look into Pokemon Astrology, available now on Amazon and in bookstores. And if you don't have anything nice to say, don't write a review. Okay, up next, let's take a look at these questions. Uh, oh, actually, first up, I have a question about my own Crawdon. Sure. I know this is a little unorthodox, a little out of uh, out of the ordinary, but I think it's an important one, and I wanted to make sure that the listeners heard it as well as you know myself. I have the I'd love to know the answer. Great, I'm uh, you know this is this is why I'm here, Anthony. I can't wait to help you out with your question. What are the best places to take my Crawdont to spawn? Now, obviously, if the world worked like a video game, I'd just drop it off at the daycare with one of my other Pokemon. And the Pokemon daycare, uh, I guess, attendants would be so negligent, they'd just let them spawn whatever random Pokemon would come from their union. But obviously, this is not how the real world works. And I'm interested in breeding additional Crawdont or, uh, you know, its previous evolution. But I'm... uh, I'm not sure what the best way to do that with my personal crawdon is. Sure. That's a great question. You know, uh, I think, I think it's important to remember that, uh, as you know, as a, as a water dark Pokemon, right. Um, crawdon tends to, uh, be more of a bottom bottom feeder. So, you know, you want to take it to ideally, uh, you have not moved your crawdon far from actually its original spawning place. Um, they tend to they tend to have the the most success in their breeding, uh, being back in their ancestral waters. Uh, if you have you know any sort of dark, murky, um, kind of warm body of water, is going to be a really great opportunity to to breed your crawdon. Warm, murky water. Okay. Yeah, those ancestral waters are super important. Unfortunately, I shipped my crawdon in from the other side of the United States. So I'm a little concerned that, uh, you know, I have a West Coast crawdon. I live on the East Coast. I'm a little concerned if there are places I can take it that are a little more, uh, you know, designed specifically for spawning for him. I I do hope uh, that you that you went through a reputable dealer. Uh, when when moving a Pokemon cross country, you know, I know we talked about it all those all those weeks ago uh, when I was first on the show with Bulbasaur about the importance of you know raising a local Bulbasaur. Uh, it, mm. it is a bit of a disappointment. I don't mean to you know castigate you live on the air. Um, well, and you know, you would you would be right to do so. Uh, I will say that unfortunately, this Crawdont came to me at a uh, less enlightened time in my life. Very early on, I've had this Crawdont sure. a very long time. Uh, but yes, nowadays, obviously I would try to find a locally sourced Pokemon, something a little more, um, you know, something a little more at home where I am. Sure. Uh, but this Crawdon came, well, hey, came to me what? a long time ago. Exactly. At this point, you know, uh, the eggs are broken. You may as well make that omelet, right? Uh, right. so, uh, you know, I would recommend, uh, you know, there are a few different Poke Spas out there that you could take, that you mm. can take your Crawdon to, uh, something a little relaxing, you know, uh, they tend to like, uh, bubble baths, you know, those sort of things where, where it's a little warm, uh, maybe, maybe some mu- mood music, uh, dim the lights and just kind of, uh, 
you know, the other option that you've got, of course, is always uh, Poke Meetups. You could use uh, you could use the the internet as a resource to find some other Pokemon breeders in your area who may be uh, in a similar situation to yourself. You know, uh, I, maybe... I've heard that there's an app out there that you can take a photograph of your Pokemon and put it up there, and it'll it'll send you pictures of other Pokemon. You can sort of swipe one way or the other based on whether you think they would be a good match for your Pokemon. Is that true? You know, I am not sure. Uh, you know, typically I tend to be more of a purist. Um, do you, what's the name of that app? I can look it up real quick. Uh, I, I think it was something like like Baller with an R, like B-A-L-L-R or um, maybe I, I, I'm not I'm not entirely certain uh, what what it was. I mean, look that up. Maybe you can find something similar in your in your search. Sure. Give me give me just one moment. Yeah, yeah, of course. And don't forget to pick up Mike's book, Three Mighty and a Moon, A Researcher's Look into Pokemon Astrology. This has been a really fascinating deep dive for me into sort of the what the, the Pokemon personality sort of draws out from its local environment and, and maybe even just its environment beyond in a metaphysical sense. It, it, it's a really a fascinating book. I think you did a great job with it, Mike. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me that, that uh, A, that you've read it, and B, that you liked it. Um, oh, yes, of course. Hey, I you know I took a moment while you were plugging my book to, to search for that app. It looks like Baller, B-A-L-L-R, does not come up with a, with a Pokemon breeding app. Hmm. Um, but I looked, and it looks like poker does oh yes okay yep my mistake oh that's Uh, different oh oh Oh. we'll move on um facebook user thomas charest asks do crawdont molt when they grow of course yeah thank you so much for your question thomas um it yeah uh, we didn't mean to dismiss that so quickly as uh it was a fantastic question Wonderful question. I'm glad you asked it. You know, it's an it's an important question. Hey, maybe maybe Thomas is from a place that's a little more landlocked. You know, uh, Indiana perhaps or Illinois, um, one of those you know middle states. Uh, but the crawdon, of course, as it grows, will will molt its uh, its external shell uh, in order to uh, you know grow into its new shell. Um, every time it every time it kind of starts to grow a little bit. Uh, you might you might find pieces flake off. Sometimes you might get lucky and see a whole crawdon shell uh, if he's able to cleanly slide out the back of it. Now, when a crawdon does molt, that first for the short period of time after that new layer is there, it's very soft and pliable, right? Yes. Uh, typically, they will hide. Um, they will hide to to protect themselves. You know, uh, you may. You may find yourself coming across a few different uh, soft shell crawdon. Uh, you know, if you're if you're on the sides of the river, uh, you know, kind of lifting rocks and, and taking a peek under. Uh, you know, like like a lot of kids are. Uh, you know, being curious, uh, they they may find themselves face to face with a very soft crawdon. Um, they're in luck, you know, because normally a crawdon is a very uh, violent creature. Um, but in their soft shell stage, they are going to be a lot more timid, uh, because they cannot, uh, 
protect themselves quite as well. And so you may see them scur- scurry away rather than choosing to engage. Now, for a domesticated crawdont, one that you have in the home, uh, are there any sort of special techniques that we should know about to take care of a soft shell crawdont? Um, yeah, of course. I would recommend leaving the lights off in the room. You know, you don't want it to you don't want it to accidentally bump into a corner of its uh, enclosure and accidentally impale itself. You know, you you want to. You want to make it as peaceful a time as you can for that crawdon when it's when it's going through that molting process. Uh, you're also going to want to go ahead and remove the the molted shell uh, as soon as you can afterward because the the crawdon will actually eat that shell and become very sick. Mm. That's very good advice. Um, my crawdon likes to hide under the couch uh, when it is in its soft shell form. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. If your couch is, you know, uh, dark enough and wet enough, uh, it very well may live under there. All right. Uh, Thank you for answering that question. I do think it's an important one. Uh, You know, not every Pokemon goes through a phase like that. And so if you're not prepared for it, it can be sort of a surprise. Sure. Uh, Twitter user Captain Hygiene asked us this one. Is it true that Crawdont will viciously attack anything that moves near its home pond, like, say, a small noisy dog? Unrelated, can crawdons climb a fence the size of my neighbors, or do they need to be lifted over? Note, these questions are all hypothetical. So, hypothetically, if a small, noisy dog were to move near uh, crawdons' home pond uh, and provoke that crawdon, absolutely it would attack. Uh, mm, very yes. quickly, in fact. You know, you would, you would see, you would see that crawdon flash out with its claws for sure right away. Um, and it would not be pretty, uh, the, the resulting aftermath. Crawdon attacks are no joke. Uh, they, they are uh, somewhat frequent, uh, in certain areas and they can be very dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it this is, a, this is absolutely a Pokemon that I highly recommend, um, you know, protecting yourself from if you were to come across a Crawdon in the wild, uh, they have been trained for, uh, for violence and so it's important to uh to allow them space you know um where they are kind of by nature a more aggressive pokemon and they've they've gone through that training um certainly they should have no problem with uh with catching you unawares uh as far as the uh second half of the question about uh climbing a fence i think it depends on the motivation of the crawdon truly um you know i've i've seen some crawdons who are extraordinary climbers i've seen other crawdons who would just snip right through the fence that was what i was going to say i i think in most cases that's the sort of crawdon you're more likely to come across sure yeah i think um you know much like uh much like all Pokemon have their own individual personalities, you know, you may come across more of a a showboating type of Crawdon who may climb that fence and then leap from above to attack. Uh, but typically they are going to go straight through that fence if possible. So uh, neighbors of anyone with a Crawdon, you know, I would recommend either a wooden or concrete fence. Uh, chain link will not cut it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Great uh, hypothetical questions, though. I really yeah, appreciate. Yeah. I really appreciate Captain Hygiene sending those in. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really glad that they are hypothetical, but I mean, fantastic hypothetical questions. Re- really important stuff. Facebook user Kira Reed asks, do Crawdon have a military background or are they all stealing valor? And that is a fantastic question. You know, I, I just alluded to it actually in the Captain Hygiene question. Um, you know, when I, when I mentioned that they were trained for violence, uh, that wasn't, you know, any sort of... Uh, commentary on their natural violent state uh but it is true all of them all Cronaut have gone through uh basic training for the royal air force of britain mm, yes mm-hmm. you that's know, a the, little known fact about them i've but my Cronaut had to spend three years in the service he was dishonorably discharged uh but he did spend his time there so yours is a rescue. That's amazing. That's really great yeah. to hear. You know, it's it, it can be tough for some of those, uh, some especially a dis, dishonorable discharge uh, to to find a home after after being um, removed from service. You know, yeah. but those those two chevrons on the front do indeed signify the rank of corporal, mm-hmm. um, which is all a crawdon is uh, is required to fulfill. Um, you know, a lot of people ask, well, what about the star? You know, of course, the star is is merely a part of its shell. Right. Um, but those chevrons, those do denote military rank. Right. Right. And we um, uh, we thank all Crawdon for their service. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's you know, freedom isn't free. That's right. It comes on the backs of Crawdon and their hard shell. Thomas Charest on Facebook wants to know, I am a part-time fishmonger, and if a lobster dies in the tank overnight, the other lobsters eat the dead lobster. Are Crawdon equally carnivorous? So, Crawdon will eat their their dead. Uh, equally, they will eat their living. If a Crawdon shows weakness in in the face of other Crawdons or in the face of its commanding officer, other Crawdons will turn on that Crawdon. Um, and yeah, I think it's. Imp- Sorry, go ahead. Nope. After you, it's your I think show. It's important. I think it's important to note that that it, Crawdons are a major part of Crawdon uh, diet. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Crawdon are absolutely a carnivorous Pokemon, um, but specifically they are primarily a cannibalistic Pokemon. You know, mm-hmm, uh, they, mm-hmm. they are they are a Pokemon that lives at the bottom of a, of a lake or a stream. The other things that live at the bottom of a lake or a stream tend to be things like Krabbies or other Crawdon. Uh, so depending on the area... You may see yourself, uh, you may see your Crawdon consuming more of its brethren than you would expect. And, and do bear in mind, they while they are vicious and they are aggressive, they are also scavengers. So, I mean, I don't think that we have to worry too much about, like, Crawdon taking out other Crawdon and, and wiping out the Crawdon population. But if a dead Crawdon is on the bottom of the uh, your lake or your stream where you have a Crawdon... It will be consumed by those Crawdon. Oh, certainly, certainly. Um, you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's an important role that a Pokemon like Crawdon, a Pokemon like Krabby, a Pokemon like Paris, even, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
you know, fulfills in society in that they do, they do help to, uh, reduce the, the volume of, uh, corpses, um, in, in a swimming area. You know, I think that's important for all of us. Uh, nobody wants to go to the beach. Nobody wants to go to the lake and just see piles and piles and piles of dead Pokemon. You know, and so I think uh, I think a Pokemon like Crawdon and its its uh, bottom feeding, scavenging uh, capacities is really important for continued enjoyment of nature for all of us. Right? It's the circle of life. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and so if you are a part time fishmonger, someone who is uh, in some capacity keeping Crawdon, just be aware that you do have to separate out anything any crawdont that sort of show that sort of weakness or sickness before the other crawdont turn on them because they will certainly they- certainly and you know there are there are a number of uh rescues uh in the you know at least in in major metropolitan areas uh that you can bring a weak crawdont to uh and those crawdont can be uh taken care of and found found new homes for you know uh anthony it sounds like you've got one uh, in your own home. How mm-hmm. has that experience mm-hmm. been for you? Uh, it does mean that if anyone uh, wants to bring over a crawdont from home, I have to ask them respectfully to keep it in the Pokeball. You know, I, we just, we can't trust that their crawdont will not treat our crawdont with the respect that we feel he deserves. Uh, otherwise, though, our crawdont has done great things at home. I, he was dishonorably discharged for a bit of an attitude issue. So, uh, Cowardice? On, on, um, just surliness, general surliness. Oh, sure. Uh, so beyond that of a normal crawdont. So, I mean, right. there has been an adjustment period for that when we brought him in. Uh, it was tough to get him to, uh, do anything, but, uh, ultimately his disobedience, he, he worked through it. It seemed to be a bit of a phase, a few molting sessions later. And I'll tell you what, this crawdont, he is one of the best, uh, home protection devices so to speak that we have so he he really takes care of our home in a way that a lot of people uh would be very surprised uh you know if a burglar came in here to try and steal something Cronon would take care of it sure and you know you wouldn't even have to to deal with the mess after the fact that's right because uh, that's a great thing about a scavenger right 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 You know what? That's all the time we have for this week. Uh, I want to remind you once again to check out Mike's book, Three Mighty and a Moon, a researcher's look into Pokemon astrology available now on Audible. And uh, was it Sam Jackson for this book? That was a bold choice. Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought we needed to do something big uh, to catch the headlines. You know, I was really hoping that um, the media machine that surrounds Samuel L. Jackson would really pick us up. also, you can PayPal me directly for a, for an EPUB of the book um, at a little bit lower rate than the than the publishers uh, might be able to sell it to you. So, you know, if you want to email uh, pokedexpertpod at gmail.com, they can certainly get you in contact with me. Uh, again, that's pokedexpertpod at gmail.com. If you put in the subject line, uh, Mike's new book discount, uh, we will be able to help you out with that. We can we can definitely do that 3% discount. I think that's going to be a big help for a lot of listeners. We want to make sure we get that book right to you. Uh, again, no physical copy with that. It's just the EPUB, but uh, I, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a great book, and I, I think you'll, you'll really, really enjoy uh, having this in your collection. 
so join us in two weeks when we have an expert on to talk about the Pokemon Psyduck. Make sure you send all of your Psyduck questions to Twitter, Facebook, and email. You can tweet us at Pokedexpert. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pokedexpert. And you can email us at pokedexpertpod at gmail.com. We can't wait to see what you want to know. And don't see forget that subject time. line. Mike's, yeah. Mike's, Mike's new book discount, please. Mike's new book discount. Go ahead and send us that email. We'll make sure you get what you have coming to you.